Gary Talks is brought to you by GK Media, the business all-star Connacht Digital Agency of the Year 2023. GKmedia.ie, helping people tell their story. So how do you grow an Instagram page to 48,000 followers? And how much work is involved on a weekly basis in doing that? Uh, fierce amount of work, a lot of work, a lot more work than people I find are willing to admit at times. Okay. Um, it's an obsession. This is a GK Media Podcast. Mark Duffy, professional landscape and commercial photographer. Thank you for joining me on Gary Talks. Oh, thanks for having me. Delighted. Delighted. Uh, well, fair play. You made the long journey from Dundalk to Galway for today's recordings. I know people push for the Zoom. It's yeah. convenient and it's lovely. It is great. But there's nothing compared to in person, I think. You know, it's still, you know, and... I've a couple of friends over here. I'm going for I'm going for a photography shoot. If the clouds if the clouds go away and play ball, there's a photography shoot on tonight. So you know I'm getting to see friends I haven't seen in, in a few months. So it's great to come over. I've, I've reasons to come over for for it. Like you know, it's great. That's cool. So during a cold month of October, you're just head out into the wilderness. And what are you going to photograph tonight? Um, I had no plans, and I contacted a friend of mine, and he was just like. Mm. Could do Milky Way at the Cliffs of Moher. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Class. So um, the part that we're going to, I've never been to. I've been to the cliffs, you know, up at uh, up at the tower and stuff. And I photographed that back when I first got into photography. Um, but I haven't been back since. And I've wanted a Milky Way photo of it. I also want a, I also want a sunset photo. That's like December, January, from what I can see from the from how it lines up for what I want mm. and stuff. But again, I don't even know. He thinks it's going to be clear clouds tonight. Okay, the apps that I have say it's not. Mm. <laughs> so we'll see. Like you know, but uh, we'll just we'll find somewhere else. He knows he knows the areas pretty well. So, it, but it's this thing of like waiting for hours and hours just for that perfect split second. I waited eighteen months for one. To get a photo of a certain of yeah, what? Yeah, I I wanted then there's a there's a there's a sundial in Black Rock outside Dundalk, and it's of a of a, of a woman um, diving. It's the Millennium uh, Monument, and I was just like, what tells the story of a, of a sundial better than a photo that shows what it sees? So it'll see a sunrise, it'll also see a moonrise. So I was like, what if I did that? And I was looking at, at photographers like uh, Mike Kelly over in America and um, Stephen Wilkes. I would have got my first camera in January 2016, and this was May 2016. I was I was attempting this, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, and uh, you know, go big or go home. <laughs> and uh, so I tried it, and I needed the full moon for it to line up in May with the sun. So I tried to do. I, I figured that if I shot the moon first, there's less of a wait time between the moonrise at nighttime and then you know sunrise seven hours later, which I was right about. Uh, problem was I slept in. <laughs> <laughs> And the sun and the moon don't rise in the same position every day it moves. <laughs> and it's so narrow of a, of a window for it to line up for how I wanted. So I missed it. Right. So then I waited till the next May. And again, uh, I just know I didn't. I didn't sleep in. Yeah. It was clouded over. It was nothing, you know, it was ruined. And it was only, I, I then had, I had that year's experience of knowing that, you know, in like, and what a lot of people don't realize is like, you know, when you hear this, like, you know, um, like if you're lost, you know, just follow the sunset, follow the sunrise, you know, sunrise for east, sunset for west. But that's only in September and March during equinox when it is true, directly in a straight line, east and west. 
uh, if you were looking on the 21st of December, it's more like south southeast for sunrise for sunrise and south southwest for sunset. And then in the 21st of June for the longest day of the year, it's the opposite. It's north northeast and north northwest. Like it's when you look at it on the map, it's like it's like that. It's 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 yeah. crazy to see how much it moves uh, throughout the year. So with that thinking, well, if it rises along the coast, if the sun rises along the coast up towards the Cooley Mountains from where I'm standing. Um, in May, well, it has to come back then again. And going back in December, September is the time for it. So I'd wait, oh I'd wait a few more months. Went back in September, nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Got it absolutely perfect within a couple of millimeters. So I had to set up the camera, mark the ground, just fold the legs. Don't, you know, don't fold them up and all that there. Just, just close them in so they can fit back in the car. Go back in again. So it was at midnight, we're shooting, then go back up at seven in the morning, set it up perfectly on the marked spots. Mm. And put the camera there, take a t- test photo, make sure it lined up. And it, on the camera, it looked grand when I went to the, when I went to do the when I went to do the shot. Then um, edit the shot, there was a little bit of movement, so it just meant that the editing just had to be a little bit more precise in areas to get rid of blur between text that was on the on the sundial and and on the monument. You wouldn't even know. And to this day, it's it's my most liked photo. It's my favorite photo I've ever done. Uh, and oh. it's not even a photo; it's a composite. You know, it's a, it's so a, how many likes does it have? Um, on Instagram, it had the highest, so that's three and a half thousand. But on Facebook, it reached a hundred thousand. Wow! I've never had a photo reach a hundred thousand since. Um, I have a few reels of you know a hundred thousand views and five hundred thousand views, but never a photo on its own to have that much. Uh, the reach on Instagram wasn't as high, but the engagement was really high. Yeah, I want to get into Instagram because you've over forty eight thousand followers on Instagram. Anyone who loves photography or just beautiful pictures, colors compositions nice aesthetics it's a must to follow page it's just gorgeous to just go through the grid and see all the beautiful colors and and shots that you've put together and created yeah you got into instagram maybe eight years ago or so yeah originally i was a drummer so um, I was, you know, I was a drummer for years and it was my drum. 20 odd years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it up this year. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, the, uh, it was originally my drum page. It was, I was known as Mark the Drum. And I was, that was emails and everything out there. And then got my camera in 2016. And I changed the page to Mark Duffy Photography and just been hammering at home. Just, just like, you know, post a photo, get better. Post a photo, get better. And I had that mindset just, I'm playing, I'm playing the PlayStation here. I need to get a high score. I need to get better at this game. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you get life skills out of it. It's great. And I, you know, and like I come from working as a, as a graphic designer and I was frustrated at the time of graphic design. That was my outlet. So, you know, you could, okay. re, you could spend the time in your head researching and obsessing and I don't write things down. Everything's in my head. So like the sundial was, was in my head and, um, yeah, like I, I shot, shot the Sunday at seven in the morning, went into work at nine o'clock. So how do you grow an Instagram page to 48,000 followers? And how much work is involved on a weekly basis in doing that? Uh, fierce amount of work, a lot of work, a lot more work than people I find are, are um, willing to admit at times. Okay. Um, it's an obsession. Because it's creating the content and it's also engaging with the people who are messaging Mm. you as well. I work really hard at keeping my DM requests at zero. I don't have, I currently have no requests waiting for me to reply to. 
um, I know people who have loads yeah. and just, you know, just they could have a hundred. I, I remember seeing um, a screenshot of a, of a YouTuber that I followed and he had a hundred requests. Now, he'd have, he'd have a lot more people contacting him because of how big of a following he has. But I was just like, I don't know how you'd cope with that. I don't know how you could, like, how could you even see the, you know, the ones who are just looking for camera advice from your friends talking to you to, you know, companies looking, looking to, because I get work not only from, you know, um, camera companies and stuff looking to do collaborations with me, but I get a lot of my work through Instagram as well. Like just companies hiring me as a commercial photographer because that's the other thing as well is a lot of people were taught on Instagram that you need to niche down. And if you're a landscape photographer, you have a landscape photography page. And if you do weddings, you do a wedding page. Mm. Well, I've a Mark Duffy photography page. I mm. do photography. Yeah. That's my niche, photography. And it's an open book. And if you don't like headshots, tough. I'm going to force feed it down you. Yeah. I did headshots this week. I did a really good one. I'm going to post it. And then tomorrow I'm going to post a photo I shot in, in the Cliffs of Moher maybe. The Cliffs of Moher. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, or, you know, like recently I did, I did stuff for like, for Des Kelly's, you know, I could post, I could put that in and stuff will, you know, stuff will do really well and stuff won't do all that well, but it doesn't matter. Because being devil's advocate, you know, if you're responding to every person who's messaging you like what is the win for you in that commercially it is the none. potential yeah none i don't think so um my for that there is just like i'm self-taught at it, i'm self-taught at graphic design i studied music in college and to get that information is i always found it it was it was a it was a task because you, you don't know the, the information is there it always has been there but you just don't know what the terms are called mm. and you just need someone to tell you someone says to me i love that i, I love that if that ethereal look about your landscape photos that's the Orton effect and there's about there's about 20 different youtube videos teaching you how to do the Orton effect just by that one simple reply without even sending them a, a link to it and if i have time i'll give you the link to the best one that i found or if it's something that's really readily you know readily available i'll just let them go get it you know yeah. what i mean sometimes you do get people who will email you and they they're looking for you to do the to spoon feed them yeah, yeah 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 and you have to just you just have to just gently just gently and let them know that you know it's there yeah. I'll, I'll guide you but you have to walk the path um so yeah so no my uh, a lot of the times it's just it's just a give back like i don't earn anything from it mm. um even when it comes to like i'm an ambassador for a tripod company and they offered me um on the affiliate links they turned it down i don't care for it they give me they give me equipment in exchange for content and for you know that there I have a great relationship with them and I I'm able to give my followers fifteen percent discount and no one can show at me that you're biased. I don't you don't have to buy the tripod. Mm. Go do your own research, you know, and if you don't like what I what, what I'm using, you can use another company, you know what I mean? But if you want to use this company, discount's there. And have you ever said no to a company because you didn't want to work with them or you didn't believe in the product or yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah 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 you get you get some you get some you get some stuff <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> you get some stuff and then uh, I had a company recently and they were doing like little, little attachments for the camera and they wanted me to just do a, like a like a, just a complete solo YouTube video on it and I'm like it's not searchable no one's going to look at it so what's the point in doing it you'll get a, you'll get 50 views out of it like it doesn't benefit you it certainly doesn't benefit me so you know no but we can do a comparison and put it in there and you know and if it is really good it can it can be it can have its own little spotlight if it you know but i always be honest with them as well you don't get to see my thoughts beforehand 
you have no say in the video mm. and I'll post the video when I like as well. So there's, no, there's none of this whole get it done in two weeks. Yeah. If I get it done in the next month, I'll get it done. If I get it done in six months time, I'll get it done in six months time. So whenever I get around to it, yeah. um, usually if it's a really good product, I'll try and get it done as quick as I can. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I usually get the reels done first and I leave the YouTube because the longer I spend with it, the more knowledge I have with it. And then I, true, more genuine yeah, yeah. my videos will look in the end. And I'd rather the YouTube videos to become across as genuine. I don't script myself either on YouTube. So the more I know about the product naturally, yes. then I don't have to do multiple takes. Yeah. I had to do that before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's usually, it's usually with camera specs where I can't remember all the specs off by heart. Um, but you've the cool gig of people like sending you gear yeah. from various companies and saying, hey, Mark, review this lens, this light, this camera, this tripod. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I have, I and the thing is, I have, and what I what I noticed about, and I said this to someone recently as well, is they never come to me because you have 9,000 followers on YouTube or you have 48,000 followers on, on Instagram or 18,000 followers on Facebook or whatever, you know, they never come to that or they, you know, your last post's got so many likes. They come to me because they're like, they always say, we see the quality of your work. And that's what they care about because they want their products in, in, in the best light. Yeah. Unintended. <laughs> I have multiple lights, <laughs> a whole room of lights on it, like up, down, side, all around. But you know what I mean? Like, but they're they they're looking at the quality of how it's been presented. Yeah. Because, um, like I know you were going to introduce me with influencer, and I would be like, no, not influencer. Like, you know, it's it's a different thing completely. It's it, like it's the problem I have with being in this this part of Instagram. I would love to be down the influencer route because, uh it is accepted that you don't have as much effort needed for it, where it's acceptable you can have just, you know, shooting with your phone is acceptable. And, it, you know, and, and, it's all, and, and it is all that is required. And it's not a put down. That's not a put down at all. Mm. The put down, I would say, is that there is too much emphasis on me having the best quality videos, the best quality audio. I need to have the best steady cam gimbal motion around the camera and all of that there and all that expertise just to do the same thing as what influencers do with a phone. Yeah. And, you know, at times it's so frustrating because I'm not a video guy. I can do it and I can do it pretty well. Problem is I don't have a love for it. I have a love for photography. Mm. And I try to have it in, in the videos and that there that it's still, no matter what I'm talking about, if it is a video equipment that I'm talking about or anything like that there, that it's still a photographer that's talking about it and still trying to work around how I can work it into my photography. And there is, there is times that, you know, equipment comes to me and it's, it's really there for just to help me out for YouTube and that there. I've, I've, um, I've equipment that came there recently and it's literally just to help me out with, with B-roll for the, for the, for the gear. It'll make it much more quicker and uh, more precise for me to get like really cool shots that I'll batch record them, just get a whole lot of, um, products all in the one day and shoot them all and then just go to do talking heads later on like you know what I mean you probably have like loads of gadgets I'd say yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh too many but I give them away as well yeah I give a friend of mine a gimbal there recently yeah he's and in fairness you offered to bring lights down here for uh, our studio because I was telling you yeah because even talking about DMs, like I was sending you messages saying, okay, we have a studio here and I'm going to try and change it up and do this and do that. And you advised on lights to get and you were going to bring down lights yourself. And I said, no, no, not at all, not at all. We'll get what we need to get. But um, I would have been no problem at all. Like, you know, know I'm always, you know, always up, especially, you know what I mean? Like um, when you don't know what, when you don't know 
what something's like. And it's mm. very hard, to, you know, because a lot of this stuff, even though we have great camera stores, they can't supply everything. No. And this is such a specialised thing. Like, you know what I mean? You're not going to get testing everything. And do you want to take a gamble on it? On, like say on them tube lights, you know, some of them are 400 euro. Mm. Are they going to, are they overkill? Are they not enough? Do you know what I mean? So that, yeah. that's why I'd be looking at it as well. It's just like, you know, it costs, it costs nothing for me. Put it in the van. And then you, you'd know straight away. You'd be like, that's actually really good. Or yeah. no, for the price of it, it's overpriced. You yeah, know, yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it. So uh, yeah, so for that there, I would, I would no problem. Yeah, no, fair play. Happy out, like, you know, so. Because I would love, because I, I find it with that as well is, because my dad was like that. My dad would be like that. Uh, he worked in the in DKT in the college as a mechanical. He was a technician and mechanical engineer, and he was known for being the person to go to for Nixers. Mm. Because in his time there, especially in the summer, he'd have to be there every day. There's no students. Yeah, from from June to September, there's no students, and he's there every day. And another guy as well in the workshop, and you have to make sure the machines are working. The machines are working because they're there all the time. Yeah, yeah, they don't need to fix the machines. It's, it's and uh, but you know. You come in and you need you need something fixed. He'll do it for you. Do it and he won't charge you. Do it, you know just out, just out of goodness and and I'd be the same. There's no there's the, you know there is reward out of the out of the give back and yeah. you know it's not that you're I'm you know you're never holding it about you're not ever holding it over anyone that they owe you a favor for you giving them a favor but you just hope that if you can give people favors there'll be someone there to, get, to help you out when you need it. So I kind of be thinking like that too. Like, yeah, you know, so. having that amount of followers on Instagram. Does that lead to a lot of work? Like, does do the numbers reflect the quantity of work? Or? No, no, not at all. Uh, I felt that up until COVID, Ireland didn't take Instagram very seriously. Like I had by um, between twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen, I, I got thirty thousand followers, and then in twenty nineteen, chance my arm, you know, bluffer the duffer that I am, chance around to get a blue tick, you get it. Um, got that, got a bit of heat for that, um, and. Uh, yeah, you'd say the companies and hey, good for you, Blue Tech. You don't even know what that is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't even know what it was. Oh, it's like it's celebrities get it. Oh, you're a celebrity, are you? Yeah. <laughs> what are you a celebrity for? Photography. Oh no, you're serious. <laughs> you get that all in one, all in one breath, and you're just mm. you're just like, okay, we just we just go on to the we'll just go on to what's the next photo you want? Okay, so you you want to shoot the burger this time? Okay, you know what I mean? It could be anything that you're that you're shooting, and you know, yeah, and because it, for me, you know, looking in from the outside, you see, okay, he's got the blue tick, he has um, so many followers. You can look at the photos like like you've had like. Hundreds of thousands of views of reels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny, that one. It's unreal. Like, the, So you have people liking, commenting, watching, following. It's verified. Um, you, and then you see the the vastness and variety of work that you do. Yeah. And it's mad then how that, you think it would lead to, or equal loads of commercial work because someone then from a corporate world would say well I can see all this here on the app so the guy is good I know he's good people love what he does it seems like a win-win obvious decision to make yeah you would think that yeah the problem I think is is you're you're hoping that they find you from mm-hmm. a search and you don't know what they're searching like yeah I haven't had to advertise myself yet and you know I've had plenty of work but it's not not as much as I would like to have yeah. you know and not to the level that I want to get to because it's just the reason I'm fascinated is there are people who 
strive to get, you know, loads of followers. Uh, and hopefully that's all done genuinely by them, that it's not yeah, yeah, that they're yeah. buying them and all that. But they seem to think that if I have X amount of followers, that that equals money in my bank account and it, it doesn't. I'll give you an instance, right? So the 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 real that you're on about it was a recent one I did. It was a I did it kind of half sarcastically, and it was a, I I had done an unboxing video. I was trying to think of something different to do on because you get this, you get the you get the gear, and you need to do the review, and that's going to be long form on YouTube. But then what do you do for reels? Do you cut do you cut that video up, and you know with the photography things they kind of they'll get bored with that you know they, I I found that we we followers are kind of getting bored but they've already seen it they don't need to see it again. Or they'll watch it on Instagram and they won't they won't travel. That cross sell is very difficult. Yeah, very yeah. difficult to cross sell. Even the Facebook. And um so I was trying to think of something different. And I don't I overly enjoy watching unboxing videos, but I know it's popular. So I did an unboxing video for a set of wireless microphones that got sent out to me. And it bides my time to actually go and test the products out properly then. Because the company's happy enough, they're satisfied, there's a nice, decent quality uh, video. It's unbiased. I haven't said I haven't shared an opinion. It's just mm. literally look what landed here. Unboxing. This is in the box. And it was. It was I didn't even bother even open the box i did it all when i was video and i was like oh, that's, that's pretty good yeah and a couple of friends who walk in pr commented saying that it reminded them of asmr and i did a tactic that's known as engagement hackment uh, engagement hacking where i pretended like i didn't know what asmr was just to get them to comment more so i turned one comment into 10 and so there was there was one there was there was one friend Peter and then a, a colleague of his now i wouldn't really know peter otherwise i know Eva better and i went to indoor football and I come back and I get a DM from Eva saying, oh, you. And I was like, oh, what did I do? And didn't know that she'd been commenting and she had fallen hook, line and sinker forward as well. Yeah. And I was getting DMs from both of them, giving me links to show me what ASMR was. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> you just have to know what engagement hacking is. Yeah. You had to have seen it. I thought you just would have. That's why he did it. I thought they would have got, yeah. oh, he's only. And they didn't. So then I was just like, okay, let's jokes, all jokes aside. If I was to do a camera ASMR type thing you know and for anyone who doesn't know what asmr is it's a it's a meditation type thing that people use for clicks and pops and now i have mesophonia as as a uh, diagnosed from facebook so any if i hear people eating and doing this here it drives me insane i can okay. hear i can i can hear from across a room I absolutely, I, you will enrage me. I have that. I have the, I have it. I have it. You tell me this after we go for lunch. <laughs> you didn't have it. Okay. <laughs> you didn't have it. You're okay. You're fine. Did you know that there are 4.2 billion active social media users across the globe? That is why social media has become a key part of every successful marketing strategy. But establishing and maintaining an effective online presence can be challenging and time-consuming. With our social media management services at GK Media, you don't need to worry about running your social media accounts. We manage everything from identifying the best audiences for your brand, creating and posting customizable mm. content, daily monitoring and engagement with your followers, and conducting monthly performance audits to ensure you get the perfect strategy for your brand. To learn more about our social media management packages, visit gkmedia.ie and use the promo code GARYTALKS for a 10% discount. But yeah, I know it's uh, like if you're sitting beside me watching TV and you're like, you're going to get looked at. <laughs> I'm just going to look at you going, just stop what you're doing. But um, 
but there is there's people on TikTok especially and, and they have like two of these um, SM7B microphones set up or they'll have condenser microphones where they can get even more you know and they'll be right in close and just you know they're whispering and they're down and they'll scratch the microphone and it's weird I think it's strange mm. it's weird well people meditate to this so they were like just do what you did all them quick quick edits are not there but just focus on all the clicks and the pops of the camera and I'm like just the camera how many buttons do we have on a camera we've dials we've everything this could be cool so I spent two hours videoing it sarcastically just thinking that it just I had nothing else to do that day and I was just like you know what this is a bit of crack and sometimes you can do you like sometimes you can do this you can you can go to that full extent level I had a microphone that was sent to me that I was testing anyway I was just like, okay, I had the wireless microphones, I did the unboxing, I can have this microphone here and I can just use it for up close, and it'll show that it has a no, it has a low noise floor, I can do all of this for me and you know, people who are interested in that kind of thing, that might sell it to them. Because mm. uh, I, I really did genuinely like the mic and I must actually say as well, I don't force these things on products. If I like the product, I will, I will genuinely use it, you know what I mean? Uh, what normally happens on the page is, uh, I'll, go oh postman arrived from oh look what happened here i got this i got this in the post from the thing and that's it and you don't ever hear about the product again until i test it and if you you don't hear from the product again it's because it wasn't any good yeah but i will give it the benefit of the doubt just going look this arrived it it just adds a bit more to your story you know like you know hey it's just not a normal tuesday postman (laughs) arrived and so I, I was using that for a reason. I did a wider shot showing the microphone. This is a camera ASMR. I'm using this microphone and did that there and nothing happened. I was just like, okay, it was a waste. It wasn't a waste. You know, still got some views. Got a couple of, got a bit, I think I got like 5,000 views in the first day, which is average, which is just pretty much how my videos perform. They'll do that for about a day. And if they do any better, they'll go a bit further up. If they don't, they'll just, that's it. You get mm. 24 hours, that's it done. About three days later, Boom. I'm like, well, I'm at 25,000 views. <laughs> and it just kept going up. It was just going up like nearly 10,000 views a day. And it's at 500,000 now, 4,000 new followers. And off the 4,000 new followers, not one extra person watches my stories. So to think that, you know, you can grow that much in, in a couple of weeks and that's going to get you loads of work. It's not going to get you any work at all. They're, they're only there to see more ASMR videos. I'd say... Mm. The people who followed me were the first ones to watch the follow-up ASMR video, which just hit 100,000 views. They were the first ones to watch that because that's what they're now in for. Yeah, yeah. So this is the problem too. And you can fall down that, that rabbit hole of one trick pony. Or even nearly just creating content just to appease them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that's what I mean. The, the one trick pony, the, you know, you know, you, you'll see with, with comedians, they'll take the same joke and they'll change, they'll change the the form. It's the, the sorry, the form is exactly the same, but the characters and are slightly changed. You know, it's, it's the same song, different lyrics. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't really want to go down that route. And I'm very early on in that. You know, it's, it's not even a month since I did the two videos. Um, but it is, it is something. And a couple of companies have come to me uh, with interest to do more like that. So, you know, uh, it can get me more, but like, it's not a case that I'm just trying to build up a massive collection of photography gear sitting in the house. Like, you know, like <laughs> if I don't use the equipment, it gets given away to friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to sell stuff before, but people in the people here don't want to hear that you got stuff in exchange for work and then you're going to sell it. Even though I'd sell it like a half the, so if it sells for hundred euros, I'd sell it for 50. Yeah. 
you still you still get people mm, why would I pay for it you you got it for free and I was like well I had to do four hours of work that I didn't get paid for yeah. you know and I, I didn't earn off YouTube I don't I certainly don't earn off Instagram just did it for the love of it mm. you know and that's the thing I, I love this so much I'll put myself <laughs> I'll just put myself into like the situations but it doesn't matter just because it's I'd rather this than anything else like you know I, I did the office work and I hated it and I would never go back to it it's just I just, you know, I've, I, where do you get the freedom just to turn around and say yeah. on Wednesday, I'm going to go away yeah. and do a podcast and I'm yeah. going to go, I'm going to go and photograph the cliffs of Moher and I'll be home at midnight to see you tomorrow. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> but that comes from the drumming too. I know it's, it's a huge love for you. Yeah. Yeah. First love. But you've decided to hang up the sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Such, uh, uh, Retire at 37. Like any and, couple and of. you're selling the kit at the moment as well, which is bizarre because we would have had messages before because I was in a band years mm. ago as well as a singer and bassist. Um, so it was always kind of something I was deeply passionate about growing up in kind of late teens and early 20s and so on. So I always have this kind of connection that I feel with musicians and admire anyone yeah, yeah. who continues it oh, on yeah. into the thirties and so on. And I remember at the time that it was a big decision for me to call it a day because it just wasn't going in the direction that I wanted it to go. And, and you now after 20 odd years of playing drums all over the country with various bands and, and so on. Yeah. You're that's hanging why up the sticks. That's why I'm selling it. <laughs> why? <laughs> You're fed up and traveling. You can't have itchy feet if you can't if you can't play on the kit. Like you know, it'll, it'll, I would. I probably would want to go back in a year's time. Like so, get rid of the kit. You've no choice. Just boom. No, I didn't. Like I'm not quitting drums. I've got an electric drum kit yeah. at home, but I haven't had time to play it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing too. But yeah, I I have a grade eight in drums. Fully qualified as a teacher. Um, studied music in college. Wanted to become a sound engineer. Became. Um, in the cover scene thing became a freelance drummer um, so I would be the drummer that would be called for cover bands when their drummers would need nights off and the tough part about that gig like I was saying to you in the, in the restaurant is like you don't know the band you would never you would have never met the band and 80% of the time I wasn't even given a set list so I needed to know not even just the songs but variations of the songs I knew three different ways to play Superstition if it was fast that meant that they were going to go into play that funky music if it's a little bit more rocked up they're going to play double speed outro to it which is a slick way of finishing the song and I love it <laughs> and when I think of that there I'd be like yes please but you're rocking up to a wedding to stand in for someone who might be sick and couldn't play drums to play yeah. drums have not met these no. musicians before or done a rehearsal no, no <laughs> never never no if a band wanted me to rehearse it meant that they didn't know the songs and I would say to them on the phone is the rehearsal for me or for you if it's for me I don't need it I just need you to be there and ready to cue so if you do a lot of songs like how many different like, what different ways are you going to play Don't Look Back in Anger like, really mm. and truly like you know what I mean so do you know what I mean just if you play this if you play the songs pretty much true to form well obviously with your own inflections and stuff accepted and I'm going to put all my own inflections into it too we still play it true pretty much true to to what it was now if you have like if they have normally you know if they have a weird live version you know what I mean like uh, Living on a Prayer, there's a, there's a strange live version where they started slow, Bon Jovi started So You'd normally get the link from YouTube and they'd go, here, this is the way we do this. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, if it was for rehearsals, I've done the rehearsals and I've just been bored out of my mind. Just like, oh, 
why are you asking him what chords are being played? You should know this. Yeah, yeah. You're, the, you're in the band. <laughs> I don't need to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, no. And I would charge them. And they would never, a band would never pay you for, for rehearsals. Maybe... It depends. If it was like the 80s icons, you know, with Ed Hannigan and the boys or either ABBA-esque or any of those, those level theatrical things, that's, in, that's a different, that's a different kettle of fish. I wasn't in that game. I was in the cover bands, the function bands, you know, playing in the pubs, playing in the weddings. That's the level I was at. That top tier side of things. Yeah, yeah. But they would pay you, th- they pay you for your time, but you would not be, they would not be learning the songs you'd be learning the songs with mm. them. You know what I mean? Sorry, they, they, it would be a proper, that would be a proper, proper rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. That would be the way a rehearsal goes, especially with them. That would, that would be just like a gig. Because yeah, when I got involved in music, it was like Nirvana was huge at the time, Metallica, mm. you know, a bit of Megadeth, you had Fun Loving Criminals. Um, but like there was loads of great kind of guitar-based songs. And of course you had the Bon Jovis yeah, yeah. and the ACDCs and all that. But yeah, when you, I do think about because when I look at my daughter now, who's 10, and the music she listens to, I'm like, God, you, you can't pick up a guitar but and it's just gone. start playing that now because it's... But that's the thing. Like I went in, when I got the, uh, when I bought the electric drum kit, I went to X Music where I would, where I would buy my drum kits. And the, their drum department used to be in the basement. The entire building, the size of the building was a drum department in, in the basement. It was huge, oh. huge department. It's no longer there. It's upstairs in the, in the corner of what was the uh, sound engineer, um, sound engineering section. And it's mostly electric drum kits. And they don't take uh, acoustic kits as trade-ins anymore. They don't take any trade-ins anymore. Music Maker in on Stacker Street, down by uh, down behind Brown Thomas, um, it had the drums in the basement as well. Big drum section. That's now just storage. The drums are a little tiny section where they sell snare drum sticks and just accessories. And now all they sell is drum samples and DJ equipment. And that's where the market's gone. Mm. You know, people aren't, they're not learning instrument, they're not learning the instrument. Yeah, it's done on garage band and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. It's the production is taken over as the art form. Mm. And it's, I'm just not as inspired anymore. Mm. So to save my love for photography, I had to walk away from gigging. And I had to put the drums in the backseat because I was getting more and more frustrated with, there was a love for photography, there's an acceptance for photography, there's a love for videography and everything that goes into that. And he went to music and it's just been absolutely just decimated. Every generation has gotten simpler. You know, you look at back, what, what was in the 20s is out of reach for 90% of us today. Even me, I, I play traditional grip on my left hand, same as jazz players. I can't play jazz. It's way too complicated, mm. far too complicated. And as well as that, I could learn it and spend the time, but just know how to do it. I can't do, I can't do that on my feet. I can't do really fast double bass, you know, on, like for heavy metal, like, you know, Megadeth. Yeah, I could yeah. never do it, you know, one by Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't do that on my feet. And I've no need to do it. And now, I do want to do it. So that's that's the thing. I can now spend on the electric kit. I won't annoy you. I, when the child's asleep, uh, you know, taking an afternoon nap, I can spend two hours. Speed up the click track. Speed up the track. That's you could be mine by Guns N' Roses, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah, exactly. But, you know, I can do it now as a hobby-wise. But from a gigging standpoint, it made no sense to even try and learn double bass like that. So um, 
back to the jazz thing, it's it's the, it's the same thinking. You know, it's complication, but you you're only going to satisfy yourself to learn it because there is no there is nowhere to take it. Yeah, take yeah. it. You know what I mean? And but it just takes. And it's funny because now more than ever, it's easier for musicians to get their work out there yeah, because with exactly. streaming platforms. Whereas before you had to work through a record company and even get on the label and there's no gatekeepers anymore. You yeah. are the gatekeeper if you if you want it to be. Um, and it's but it's the same for every art. You know the gatekeepers aren't as important as they used to be, and even the deals that the record labels are doing. This three sixty deals. Oh, what's that? The three sixty is, as far as I understand it, is they've gone further than the remit was. So the remit they were earning so much money off the sales of CDs, they didn't need to go any further. So you had ticket sales to yourself for your tours. You had merchandise to yourself. You had all that. You don't have that anymore. They take a huge chunk of it. Thirty five percent. Something like that. And how did they get involved in the the tour? They, I, they are they are coming in on it. They're coming in. They're in just saying it. we'll have a, a stake and everything that you. That's the deal. Uh, that's the deal that's been shown to you. Wow. Here's the three sixty deal. You get your CD out. You get your you get your album out, and you know it's not going to be CD. It's going to be streaming. Uh, you're going to get your album out. We'll get a we'll get a fake TikTok uh, viral thing going to get more publicity. We'll get you on tour, but we take it we take a chunk of the tour money because that's where all the money is now. Mm. Uh, so we get a money, we get we get a chunk of the tour money, we get a chunk of the merchandise that's sold at the gig. And the friend of mine that did explain this to me, a bassist that did explain this to me, he gave a prime example. When Tool were here recently, if you go onto their website, their hoodies are eighty dollars. He goes, when you went to Arena, the posters were eighty dollars, and eighty dollars. Uh, 80 euro yeah yeah for a poster for a poster yeah because the because the the companies the production companies uh, sorry the 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 promotional companies were taking a huge stake on it as well so they bumped up the prices to mean the people would just go back on the website and buy it but it, he said there was there was baseball cap 75 euro there was hoodies for 120 euro I mean, he said the tickets were 100 euro each day but this is this is where it's gone the, the, the money has been bloated up like mad because more me more people are now taking chunks out of it yeah you know, it's and not, the ones who lose out are the punters the normal Joe Soap, like. Big time, yeah, because, like, I wouldn't pay that money. I'd love to see Tool, but I'm not, you know, I, they probably are worth 100 euros, to be honest. And you mentioned the little one, so you became a daddy there a couple of years ago as well. Yeah, she turned two um, a few weeks ago. Big transition? Huge. Yeah. Huge. We, uh, me, and, me and Sarah are together 16 years, and we're married three years. So, huge, huge difference. Huge difference, yeah, yeah. But... Great at the same time. I'll, I'll be honest now. I, I, like I, I, I don't get to have this conversation with too many guys. Yeah. Um. But but what I loved is that you were so open and honest when we were chatting earlier about just it's so tough. It and, is. and I think sometimes it's accepted. Um. I'm only saying this now because it's just you and I. <laughs> uh, to everyone else is listening. But it, I, I do feel that, it, you know, it's accepted for a woman to tell another woman how hard it is. But if a fella says it, it's, you know, it's hard, they're like, sure, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I've actually had that. I was in a, um, I was in a conversation with a couple of girls and that was kind of being thrown. And then I was just like, I stay home two days of the week with the child. Mm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a stay at home. Well, I wouldn't put it down. I'm, I'm, I'm not really one for labels too often like so the stay at home dad isn't because yeah. I still work still work and when she goes for naps and I've like it's the less important stuff 
because you know you be because it's in your head then you know I need to get work done and you know please and please you're working for yourself as well yeah. which is hard yeah so you're trying you know you're trying to you're trying to balance everything out so I usually find that if there's a if there's something that I want to post for myself it gets me through the two hours you know she's away having a nap I have I have you know we have a camera I can see a monitor the whole time because uh, I won't hear it because I'm in a soundproof is it like a Canon camera you have in her or is it just one of the basic no no it's just one of the best ones <laughs> it's one of the basic ones oh it's a horrendous I don't even know what the, oh it's it's, it's a, such a bad the app on it is awful <laughs> it is so awful because like if I log in it logs Sarah out so we had to put in two different profiles and then and uh, so I, I then when I got my new phone uh, earlier in the year I didn't put it onto that phone because I just kept checking it all the time so mm. I have another phone and just sits it just it just sits in the studio and I just, I just turn it on checking but once she's asleep she's asleep mm. she's she's oh, we were blessed with that and she's so independent wants Great. to do everything herself on Sarah's side of things she Korea is um, grandchild number 13 on my side of things She's baby, she's grandchild number one. Oh, brilliant. You know, yeah. so my parents are loving it and all yeah, that yeah. there, you know. And there's, there are times that I'm just inundated with work. I can't keep up with work between trying to balance even the YouTube stuff and, and, and you know, my own stuff as well. I might have to get them to, to you know, mind her for, for a bit or, but they like, they do like to take her as well. Just, mm. you know, because they, they have that, they're like, they find it that they can kind of, see her and you know like they'd they, they be even saying like oh do you want to go for do you want to go for a walk up town they know why because I go for a walk every morning every morning with her they take her up for a big walk around town and all that there and my mom will come with me and then she'd be like no, don't go home and have dinner let me let me give her dinner come back to my house and that there you know what I mean so there are it's not it's not like every week I'm like you know I have her the entire time that's why I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah, say yeah. stay at home down but I am with her loads and uh, I will say that Unfortunately for me, I didn't overly enjoy the baby, the, the baby part of it. I didn't really, it wasn't for me. It's, uh, yeah, we got through it. Yeah. But now, deadly crack. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's deadly crack, you know what I mean? She's just, she's a, a laugh and it's, every day is a new word, talking loads. I can't believe how much she's talking, she's two, counting to ten. Counting Do you know who her dad is? <laughs> <laughs> I have no hair, so anything that might fly over my head, I won't. I won't catch it. That nearly flew over my head for a second. I caught it. It was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh no, no. There is. There is no doubt. If anything, I am a twin. So if there was anything, if she wasn't mine, she's his. But <laughs> no, there's no doubt she's mine. Like, but uh, we'll have Sarah on the next podcast. That'll be the opening question. <laughs> so, <laughs> who's the daddy? <laughs> I'll be the first lesson. Oh, what? No! <laughs> are, are, are you identical twins? No, fraternal, oh, okay. fraternal twins. Uh, so I'm five for eight, clearly with the follicle challenge there. I'm bald since I'm 19. And, and we're 37 now. And wow. he's 37 and he's still full of head of hair. And he's oh. almost six foot. And did that have a big kind of confidence? No, I'm the dominant one. You? No, no, I'm the with, dominant one. With the hair? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little bit yeah I was 15 when I started going tin on top and yeah like I was working in a nightclub at the time and the manager he was going he was he was in his 20s and he was kind of going tin and he pulled me aside to see you know how was it was like because it was obvious you know and um yeah the jokes were coming were starting to come heavy on and like you know and there weren't nothing compared to what I was having to do with in school like you know what I mean so I could handle the I could handle the ball jokes compared to what else was being thrown at me um 
but uh, he was like, you know, here, just don't let it, just, you need to, if it is going, you just need to, you need to find a way to accept it if you can. Um, by the time I was 19, I just kind of got sick of being in lights directly above and being able to see the shape of my head. And my hair was three times the length of yours, big spike. This is, you know, um, 19, so this was 2005, big spiky hair. And my, uh, my aunt was a hairdresser and I would go to, what are we getting done today, Mark? Uh, number one all over, please. My mom had just bought a whole pack of Brill Cream she got up the north for cheap. She's like, are you having a laugh? And I was like, sure, give it to Marion. She's Marion and use it. And she'll probably pay you for it too. Like. And uh, I was, I just turned and goes, yeah, but now that, now that I see it, though, now that I know that I'm not an egghead, because that was my biggest worry at the time, mm. I'm happy. So finally, Mark, something that we're asking all our guests to do this season is to bring in something that's of importance of or significance in their life. So what did you bring in today? Well, you said to, you said to bring in something small, so yeah. I had I I <laughs> a couple of things in mind, but I decided to bring in this. So I know that you, I know that you know what this is. Yeah. Uh, but, but for me. <laughs> a radiator key? <laughs> no, not a, not a radiator key. No, no, no. This is a, this is a drum key. So this is for, for tuning drums. But the significance of this is the fact that it's on a keyring. This lived on my keys for 13 years. Until June, where I was just like, well, I don't need it on the keys anymore. I don't need the tune. Because it's it's so important. You go into a gig and even just to, you know, from going from one gig to the next, there could be a little bit out and that will affect your, your you know, your sound. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even for me for the, you know, for how the drum sound. It's just for me, it's more for the uh, the speed of the sound checks. I didn't like spend too much time on sound checks. You just give it quick and it's so important. It's probably one of the most important things I would have. And I had it on me at all times because it's one of those things. It's like a lens cap. Where's your lens cap? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd lose it so much. <laughs> so, yeah. So it, it just, it just, for me, I brought it in because it's just, it's shown that I took my first love that I wanted to be, I truly wanted to be famous for, well known for, and you know, I've that competitive streak that I'll work hard and make sure I get there with that. And now I'm parking it and it's, you know, it's, it's now the hobby and the photography is now the, the full-time job. And, and uh, yeah, it's, um, uh, it's a, it was a big one. It was a big decision. Mm. I think this is a bigger decision <laughs> to get off the keys <laughs> than sell the acoustic kit because, mm. you know, it's buying another kit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, and but does it make it sad now that you've? No, what makes it what makes it sad is the fact I didn't get where I wanted to get with the drums. Um, you know that that did that did wreck my head. Um, it really did, and I tried, I tried so hard to it, like you know, but there's so many factors that are outside of my control. Or I don't have that with, with the photography. Like I, I would say that with different photographers uh, and even musicians as well. They'll be meeting. They'll be like, like you know, like look if I you come with the with with your photography page and you know, like what about the drumming? And it's just like it's all word of mouth. And even for like you know, for even for the freelance side of things as well, it's word of mouth within the bands. So you're dependent to make sure the bands like you. And you know, a couple of bands didn't like me and didn't have great things to say about me. So other bands then wouldn't hire me because of that. The photography, I'm I'm completely in control of all of that. You know what I mean. So, um, it's you know, uh, but yeah, it's it's the only thing is with the drumming is, it is such a difficult. Uh, all instruments are difficult to learn. Mm. You know, you need you need this huge discipline, and it gave me that discipline to then spend the time on the photography. Do you know that I could spend five hours. <laughs> Dripping whiskey into whiskey <laughs> in a whiskey glass, yeah. five hundred photos and only two usable to get you know a whiskey collision. Uh, 
you know, I, I, I don't know if I'd have that discipline if I hadn't already spent years and years and years, you know, learning rudiments and, you know, double stroke rules and other stuff with, with drumming and all that there. Like, you know, um, the thing about it as well is you see the benefits of the hard work when you get there. You know what I mean? You have something to learn and then you, you spend time because there's one thing I, I always notice with, with the photography when I'm teaching people as well, like, is that I can tell you how to do things, how I do things. No problem. You have to go and practice it. And it was even more difficult with drums. I actually was at a, was at, what I was at a masterclass before with um, Thomas Lang, one of the leading uh, drummers in the world. And he was a drum clinician. So he would go to, he would, that was his job was he would just travel the world doing drum clinics. And he goes, I have no problem telling you that the fill I did here was a blush Because you now have to go home and practice it. And I know how difficult that is. Do you know what I mean? And when he said that, I was just like, that is brilliant. Because it's so true. Like, you mm. know what I mean? You can tell someone it's a flam diddle tap. That's it slowed down. But then it, it sends, that's why his name blushed because when you get a fast, blush the blush the blush the blush the blush the um, it was one of them difficult ones that people would be like but you'd never use it you yeah. know I, I, I learned it years ago and I think I played it in two gigs <laughs> <laughs> and you get to um, what are you playing over there yeah. <laughs> keep it square keep it square yeah. Um, but yeah no like I, I think without the drumming I don't think I'd be near to where I am now Um uh, with, especially with the photography but as well as that it did teach me as well with, with playing the weddings playing the different genres and stuff like that there that you can be a more open and well-rounded person and that can even be considered as as kind of like a like a master mm. of 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 the art you know what i mean um because that's that's where i want to take it next is to is just to propel further to that and go uh, on say it I know you don't want yeah, to say it what you want to be <laughs> what's the next big goal I want to be remembered as one of the greatest ever to come out of Ireland uh, it sounds like a child's ambition to say as a grown adult <laughs> it's the absolute truth yeah. I look at I look at everyone's work and I just be like how can I do that and, and why can't I do that now and what did they do without asking them what did they do how can I figure it out how can I re-engine how can I reverse engineer this in my head and how can I put a spin on it too? How can I how can I say that Mark Duffy took that photo and not Nick Page mm. or Mike Kelly or you know? Uh, I am notorious for going to going to shoots. I've been on shoots for three hours and not once taking the camera out. Don't like the conditions. Don't like the scene. Don't like the compositions. Not even going to bother taking the camera out. I won't take a phone out even to see does it mm-hmm. work. I can just see. I can see with my eye, and you'll see me. I'll, I'll walk. I've. I've. I, apparently, I have. A, I have a trance. I go into this trance thingy. I just. Like, I just like, just you know, just looking a little bit and swaying and. But it's like it's it's like a glare yeah. that I'm looking at. It's like I'm looking through my peripheral. I don't know. <laughs> it got said to me by another photographer. He's like, "Wow, you went to a new, you go into a different world <laughs> when you do things." He goes, "Like you don't even walk normally. You do this sidestep thing. <laughs> you know, like one foot touches the other foot, then the other one goes. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. a like a boxer type. Yeah. Which you know, I used to train in kickboxing when I was a kid, so that goes back to that. Like, but yeah, when you're looking around, you're looking for the composition. You're looking for distractions. You know, and all that kind of stuff. You know, you need to focus and. Apparently, I looked. I, I looked possessed or something. <laughs> well, look, your photos are absolutely class, and thank you. Highly recommend people check out Mark Duffy Photography on Instagram. You can also find him on Facebook and check out his YouTube videos as well. Yeah, if you want to learn it, and as well as that, I'm always open to questions. 
So don't be afraid. I like I said before, I keep my my, my DM request at a zero, and I just not a question I won't answer. How I get my glow? It's the only one I won't answer. To. How you get your glow? How I get the glow in my landscape photos is is my signature. And it's the yes. only thing I've never answered. I, you can ask me that. It's just the glow is something I showed it to two friends, and they went keep that to yourself. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah. I have. Brilliant, Mark. Thanks so much for coming to Galway and joining me on the show. Thanks for having me. Totally enjoyed it. Brilliant. <laughs> 